Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. Nerd Wallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So, what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hi, everyone. Well, it's just Katie today, no Brian, but... The show must go on, as Ethel Merman sings. There's no business like show business. Okay, you got the idea. So I'm coming to you today from my apartment, my closet to be exact. It's fun once in a while for us to get out of the studio and be in a more relaxed setting. In fact, I'm so relaxed. I'm wearing my pajamas right now and my bedroom slippers, but they're not very sexy. They're Brooks Brothers pajamas. I look more like Lucy Ricardo than Marilyn Monroe. So think about that for a minute. Anyway, I just said goodbye to our guest today. Well, my guest, since Brian's not here, Marie Kondo. You probably have heard of Marie Kondo. She's the queen of tidying and the creator of something called the KonMari method. Have you ever heard someone say, I just condoed my house? Well, they're talking about Marie Kondo. She, in fact, has made condoing a verb. Her books, including the runaway bestseller, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, have sold over 8 million copies. And she talks about really learning how to weed things out of your life to basically throw things away. I have a real problem with this, people. I don't know if you're like me. I'm a borderline hoarder, so this was very instructive for me. So I talked to her about why this is so emotional, how she started her tidying empire, have her two young daughters, two and one, changed her at all? Is she less of a neatnik because she now has kids? I even let her loose in my closet. She's a very brave woman. And one last note, we had a wonderful Japanese interpreter, Aiko. She joined us for this episode. So things are going to sound a bit different, a little more global than usual. Here's how it will work. I'll ask a question. You'll hear Marie Kondo answer in Japanese. And then Aiko will come in with the English translation. It's going to be a lot of fun. Buckle up, everybody. Let's do this thing. 
First of all, konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> That's you. about the extent of my Japanese. And arigato, yeah. which means thank you. Konnichiwa means hello. Yes. yes. All right. That's that's pretty much it for my Japanese vocabulary. But welcome to my home. And it's so nice to meet you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Um, you have had such a fascinating life. You're 32 years old. But your journey really began when you were just five. I understand you became obsessed with tidiness when you were that age. Do you remember that? And do you remember what motivated it? So my mother used to read a lifestyle magazine um, that came to us all the time. Uh, we had a subscription, and I would read it every time the new one would come. And then I would try some of the housework tips and try some of the storage um, things, and I really liked to see how they worked. And your parents, were they neat and tidy or were they messy? Uh, so my parents were quite average in that sense. They had a lot of things, and it looked at one glance as if everything was very clean and tidy, but the moment you opened something, the inside was a little bit more cluttered. Tell her I feel that. Um, what did they make of your interest or propensity toward tidiness? Did they applaud it, or did they ever say, Marie, please don't clean up your room? So one time I got very into tidying up and cleaning and throwing things away. Um, this was around the time I was in middle school. And so some suits that my father really cherished or bags that my mother loved, I actually threw away. And then they got very angry at me and told me not to tidy. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> I would have been upset, too. Uh, now that I reflect on it, I really understand that I did something very mean. Um, but in my perspective at the time, I felt like, oh, they're not using these things. There's dust covered. They're never going to use it. And I was really working off my own perspective. You also started reading books on feng shui and on neatness when you were 18 years old. You'd go to the library and study it. What kinds of books would you read? Um, it was around the time that feng shui was becoming popular in Japan. So I was able to find these things called mooks, which um, in Japanese is the in-between of magazines and books. And so I was able to find these simple ones that I could actually read. When you turned 19, people started asking you to help them declutter, to help them I guess, organize their lives. The waiting list got to be, what, six months long. What would you do for people, and, and how did that happen? Uh, so when I was 19, I went to university, and my hobby then was to clean my friends' places. And then Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> so fun for you. That's yeah. right, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> and so rumors then spread through that between my friends, and they're saying that when Komari comes over, your house becomes really clean and organized. And then since then, strangers started to email me through that and then eventually it became my work. That's so funny. How much did you charge? Um, so at first I was a student, so I didn't really know how to price things at the time. Um, so when I was doing my friends' places, they would just buy me lunch. But then eventually um, when, uh, when people asked for the charge, I would say for five hours, uh, 
5,000 yen, which is about $50. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. Back in the day. So you decided to write a book because there was so much interest in this. Before I ask you about your book, Marie, were you surprised that so many people wanted your services, especially college students? Um, so when I decided to write a book was quite after I, w- I had already graduated from university. How old were you when you wrote your proposal? Twenty-five years old. So seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And also the time when my wait list became about six months was maybe ten years after I started doing my job. Ah. Um, but... All my friends and family who had experienced my journey has have all been very surprised about all of this. Um, your book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, is an international bestseller. How many copies have been sold, Marie? And so it's been sold in 41 countries. Um, and we've sold altogether 8,400,000 How do you say wow in Japanese? <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I thought this was so interesting, Marie. It really took off after the tsunami in in Japan. And what happened that changed people's mindsets as a result of the tsunami? Uh, so in Japan, right after this all happened, the tsunami and everything was, it was on TV every single day. And that actually led to a lot of people really reconsidering and thinking about what is important to them. Um, what is it that it's in my life that's important? And the first things that they may have thought about are the things that surround them or the things that they had owned. And I think that was something that led to um, people reading my book. I imagine, though, people reconsidered material possessions and possibly thought some of them were not as important as they might have believed. Um, I think it's very true. Um, A lot of people really just spent their time looking over their things uh, one at a time. And when they really took their times to think about each and everything, I think they started to realize that before, it may have given them joy, but now that they look at it now, it doesn't give them as much joy anymore. Let's talk about the KonMari method, if we could. Um, I've heard of it, and I'm excited to learn more about it. But it's really, I guess, first and foremost about decluttering and simplifying your life. Is that right? Um, If anything, my method is really about really thinking about what makes you happy um, and then to be able to really treasure the things that are actually important to you. So that entails everything, uh, books, clothing, kitchen utensils, (laughs) uh, bathroom products, etc.? Yes. So through this method, we look at every single thing that you own. And everything is supposed to bring you joy. Yes, so it's really about figuring out how each and everything really does give joy or not. Is that too limiting? My producer, Gianna, asked if, you know, she has a kitchen sponge. It doesn't necessarily bring her joy, but it's really important to have around the house. So how do you differentiate 
things that bring you joy and things that are just simply necessary to live? Um, so that's actually a kind of question that I often get. So one thing about this method is that I hope that people discover and find, uh, even in the small things that are very helpful to you, that actually the fact that you have this thing that's helpful to you is actually giving you some joy and that you feel gratitude towards even the smallest things. Tell her I'm never going to look at my kitchen sponge the same way. もうこれからも私のキッチンスポンジを同じように見れないって。そうなんですよ。もうみんなスポンそんなもちっちゃいものですら大好きになっちゃうです。It's true. So people really start to really love even the small things like sponges. Really? All right, Gianna. Let the record show you are loving your sponge. Um, what if what if too many things bring joy to someone? We're sitting in my closet. By the way, it's it's a serious walk-in closet. I mean. If I could describe it for our listeners, it's really a bedroom that was converted into a closet, I'm embarrassed to say. But I have a lot of clothes, and for my job, not as much now as before, it was necessary for me to have a lot of clothes. And now look at it. It's ridiculous. I have so many clothes, I can't really find anything. Having said that, take me through how I would declutter this closet. And I'm sorry, that was such a long question. Uh, so regarding clothes, first of all, it's you have to look at all your clothes. Um, so take them all out, whether they're clothes that are folded or whether they're clothes that are hanging, bring them all into one place and then bring them over to somewhere else so that you actually have to take each piece of clothing each time and hold them. And you hold it and you put it close to your heart? Yeah, so um, you definitely hold your clothes um, and then feel whether you feel these positive feelings or not. Um, and then really feel these physical sensations of whether you feel positive by holding them. Um, and that is something very fundamental in my Komari method. I'm sure a lot of our listeners like me think, gosh, maybe this doesn't bring me joy now. But maybe it'll bring me joy later when I lose a few pounds or it comes back into style. So just in case, I want to hang on to this. Um, maybe I spent a fair amount of money on it, or maybe it's something that I think I might wear in the future. So I think people hold on to things with those thoughts in mind. How do you, how do you get them to get out of that mindset? There are actually two ways. So the first method that I suggest is that when you go through all your clothing, just start with the things that are very apparent to you. So ones that you know immediately don't spark joy in you or the things that maybe um, do, you, you know immediately that you want to keep. Um, and by starting to let go of the things that are apparent to you that you don't want to keep, then you start to actually be able to uh, build the ability to recognize joy easier. Um, and then you'll be able to work through your grayer zones as well. Um, so regarding clothes, when, when you're thinking one day that I'm going to wear this, um, and it's, it's really also important to think about why I'm thinking these things. How did I come to the idea 
of saying that I'm going to wear this one day. And whether that's something that's more heavy, for example, to be thinking, oh, I spent all this money, therefore I'm going to wear it one day. And maybe that's a more heavy sort of sensation, as opposed to maybe it gives you joy to say, oh, um, you know, this is going to encourage me to lose some weight. And if that's a positive feeling. Um, and so to really understand these reasons and feel these sensations, a positive or a negative or heavy, um, it, and to really kind of taste almost the physical sensations that you feel when you come to these ideas um, can be very helpful. One of the sections in the book is seasonal clothes eliminate the need to store off-season clothes. And you advocate pitching rather than storing. Um, so the reasoning behind this is that um, in working with my clients, I did come across many cases where people did have um, you know, a summer clothes put away or winter clothes put away, depending on the season. Um, but what I also found that is that a lot of people miss the opportunity to actually flip their um, clothing over with the seasons. Because you're storing so much, they have no idea how much they actually own. Um, and so um, they end up buying something that they actually already have. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> and so that leads to not understanding what they in fact own. And then because of that, um, not really seeing what's actually necessary for them. Um, so you don't make the switch? So you try to have winter, spring, summer, and fall in your closet all at once? Um, yes, at least for myself and many of my clients, um, by the end of all the tidying, we're able to see what we have for all seasons. One exception possibly are things such as coats, which are which do take up a lot of, a lot of space, or boots that you only wear in the winter, or on the flip side, swimwear that you only wear in the summer. Uh, these small things, they might actually do some um, seasonal switching around. Especially uh, here in New York, because people have very small closets. Um, this is unusual. Listeners, please don't hate me because I have a big closet, <laughs> by the way. But many people have very small spaces to keep their things. Um, so it's definitely just a suggestion to really try and have everything in one place, all the clothes that you have in one place and be able to know. What's really important is that you are able to know what you actually have at all times. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the delightful, charming Marie Kondo. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. 
So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And now back to Marie Kondo. There are a lot of books out there, self-help books, about organizing your life. Why do you think yours has resonated so much and sold so many copies? What's different about your technique? Um, so I think it comes from the fact that my book is not just about cleaning your room, but rather it's about um, through the process of tidying and organizing to face yourself and to understand yourself better. What order do you need to declutter your life? You start with clothes and then you move on to the other items. What is the order that you recommend? Uh, so the, in my method, I recommend that people start with clothes, then books, then documents, and then miscellaneous things, and then things that give you memories, ah, the, the sentimental yeah. things, yeah. I am extremely, extremely, extremely sentimental. Are you? Uh, so I might be more of a more uh, kind of brisk sort of personality rather than super sentimental <laughs> because of the work I do. You're lucky. You're lucky because I think a lot of people have a hard time parting with things that they feel represents their family or memories are very special. My husband isn't sentimental at all. But I'm super sentimental, so I have a hard time parting with things. So I'm glad it's the fourth thing on your list. I, I wanted to ask you the parallel between uh, a clean, tidy environment and your peace of mind and what it does for you in your daily life and how you've seen it change your clients and people you know and yourself, really. Uh, so regarding um, the effects of a clean environment, I think it does have both a physical and psychological effect. And it probably reduces stress, not feeling frantic, looking for things and misplacing things and trying to find an item of clothing probably makes you less anxious. Yes, I agree. I think um, by being able to move along smoother throughout your day really does give you room to not have to worry about the small things um, and definitely lessens the stress in your life. You have many clients now. Um, how much do you charge? And what have you found that your clients have in common? I know everyone's different, but is there a common thread among them? 
そ,うですそれで言うと今は実は私は個人レッスンっていうのは自分の,の um, So actually I have sort of stopped right now to、uh, give private lessons for tidying I'm more focused on teaching my method and so for example doing these consulting to teach people how to actually do these So you have disciples now who go out and teach your method to other people Are, Do they have to be certified or take a class? そうなんですまさにその Yes, it's true. I actually,、um, we do give certifications, and right now it's actually going on. But when you did have clients, when you saw people, was there、uh, a common thread among those clients? そうですね。皆さん共通する点においては、その。Uh, so one thing that I found is that not only did my clients really want to clean, but they often have some other related problems in their lives that they want to deal with. And so, and cleaning is just a sort of a way to grapple at these problems. So it's a metaphor for something deeper that's troubling them. They need some kind of freeing. おっしゃる通りですね。I think that's exactly right. Have you ever had hoarders or people who simply cannot part with their possessions and you've Suggested psychiatric help? So, this is not I don't necessarily、um, suggest psychological help or do psychological things necessarily, but through the process of tidying, many of my clients do notice in themselves certain psychological things.、Um, for example, I had a client who said, Oh, I have these、uh, tendencies because I have certain resentments towards my mother. Or I had clients who were saying that, Oh, I'm keeping all these jobs, that's, and that's related to this fear that I have towards my job.、Um, so they do. Keeping all these what? Books. Oh, books. Mm -hmm. And because I'm feeling certain fear or uncertainty about my jobs.、Um, and so they often do come to certain psychological conclusions through that. So, in a way, Marie's a therapist too. So, in a way, Marie's a therapist too. コンマリさんはセラピストでもあるんです、ね。そうですね。やってることは片付けなんですけれども、結果的としてそんな風に効果が出てきている方がとても多いんです。It's true.、Um, I do. You know what I'm actually doing is the tidying and cleaning, but、um, when we look at the results, I'm often doing something more psychological as well. What is the strangest thing you've seen a client really attached to that they couldn't let go, or any other strange experience you've had working with people? そうですね、基本的な片付けの悩みは一緒なんですか私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私
are they more minimalist in their kind of design and possessions? Or is that just a, something that I think? <laughs> A lot of people do wonder that. Um, but the thing is, I do think it's maybe sort of a myth that's sort of created.、Um, and actually, there's really a lot of people who own a lot of things in Japan as well. So they, they fall victim to clutter too. It's true. We have、um, a listener voicemail that I thought we would play. And then we have some Twitter questions as well. Hi, I had a question for Marie Kondo. I was wondering what's something in her home that is totally unnecessary but she keeps because it sparks her joy. Thanks. Ah, so I have the, this pair of antique tongs、um, that's actually very difficult to use,、um, and I very, very rarely use it. But whenever I just look at it when I open the drawers, it just gives me so much joy. All right. Good to know.、Um, you have two young daughters. How old are they? Two years old and one year old. Wow, that's wonderful.、Yeah. That's so fun. I have two daughters too, and, but they're 26 and 21.、Uh, and I'm curious if your attitude has become a bit more relaxed because, let's face it, parenthood can be very messy and, because kids can be very messy. So, Um, have you changed at all in terms of feeling that you want to be super neat and tidy? Uh, so it's true. After birth,、um, I became very different in, in my attitude.、Um, I think before I gave birth, I was always clean, everything was tidy and organized. But then I realized once I gave birth that it is quite impossible. And so I gave up being a perfectionist. Kids will do that to you, I think. And, and are you going to teach them? Do you think、uh, the importance of being tidy, or do you think you'll just see if they naturally go that way? Uh, so, one thing that I do try to keep in mind in front of my children is that I show my children how happy I am when I'm cleaning. So cute. Right now,、yeah. uh, Marie's husband showed me a picture of their little girl. Is she cleaning?、Uh, folding. Oh, she's folding. <laughs> she's folding her blanket? Oh my God. That's hilarious. What's her name? Satsuki. Oh, so cute. And she's how old? Two years old. Two years old. She's your two year old. So cute. You're starting them young. That's good though. You know, I think, you know, I think that's great. I wish I had done that with my daughters. My older daughter really does try to、yeah. fold and roll things now because she's been seeing me just be happy folding. I'm just curious your closet probably looks quite different than this closet. How many items of clothing do you have in your closet? Um, so I've actually never really counted how many I've had. I have, but I have a closet this big, this wide, just a regular closet, and、uh-huh. that's where I fit all my clothes. But I mean, 20 items of clothes, 30? 30? Maybe about 40. 40? And you always wear white now? It's only when I'm at my job that I would wear white.、Um, On other days, I just wear any other colors as well. And you, but you no longer wear pants because pants don't give you joy? 
そうなんです今まで私あのジーンズとか、ね uh, So I have always been saying I actually don't wear jeans or long pants ever、um, But actually last year、um, my, my husband actually recommended and suggested that maybe I try I actually bought、um, one pair of jeans Oh, I'm sure you look great in them. You're teeny tiny. How tall are you and how much do you weigh? I know that's a very personal question, but I feel safe asking you. So I only know it in centimeters, but I'm 147 centimeters, which is, I think, four foot eight. Four foot eight. Yeah, I think it is four foot eight. Yeah. 37キロです。Uh, and I'm 37 kilograms, which is that's 81 and a half pounds. You, this is a pretty powerful lady in a teeny body. Did you ever imagine that you would make a whole career out of this, out of helping people tidy up? 全く思ってなかったですね。Yeah, I never thought that this would be something that I would be doing. なのでこんなにこうあの。Um, As a small child, I had no idea that tidying could be so life changing for so many people. And even today, and here I am now, and I'm still very surprised. What happens when you throw something away and you regret it and you miss it and you think, oh, I wish I had that? That's actually something that everybody who has tidied and done this kind of tidying does experience this sort of regret of having let go of something that they didn't want to actually let go of.、Uh, but that experience is actually quite important to actually learn what that feels like and to feel that, oh, these are some of the things that I shouldn't be letting go of. It's something that's actually important to me. And of course, ideally, in your first try, you actually Know immediately what you're going to regret and what you're not going to regret. But it, that's not always the case. But I want, to, I want people to see that kind of、uh, experience of understanding regret and to put a positive spin on it and understand that, oh, now I've learned something through this process of tidying. And now when I look to do it again, I'll maybe understand better what brings me joy and what I'm able to part with. そうなんです。まあ、多くの方は、ああ、あれ捨てちゃった、悔しいって思いつつも、ただ、And I've also noticed that people who have actually gone through this process of、um, tidying and organizing often might feel this certain regret, but、um, don't actually feel that in a very deep sense in a, or in a depressing way、um, once you've actually gone through the process of tidying. That's sort of a change in、um, feelings that you. Through the process. Sort of a fleeting moment,、mm -hmm. but not a depressing moment. Did you ever worry growing up that your desire to be neat and tidy was less of a passion and more of an obsession or a compulsion? Not to psychoanalyze you or anything, Marie. <laughs> Um, sure, actually, when I was a student, I think I was quite obsessed with tidying.、Um, I've always felt that I must throw things away or I must organize, I must tidy. But、uh, when it actually became my job and I started to work with clients and actually started to see the positive effects that my tidying has created with my clients,、um, that's when I suddenly realized that, oh, wait, actually, this has become my passion and this is like a passionate thing for me. So, you don't worry about it anymore because your college thesis was how to declutter your apartment from a sociological perspective. Yes, I did write about tidying up in my、uh, college thesis. So, you still love doing this and talking about it and sharing 
what you do with others? はい、こればっかり私も驚くくらいに片付けに対について喋ってる時っていうのはとてもご情熱的になってるなって自分で思います。Uh, yes, I'm actually even surprised by how passionate I get when I speak about tidying even today. A huge thank you as always to my production team for taking the show on the road today. Gianna Palmer, our producer, Jared O'Connell, our audio engineer, who's just getting over a bad cold. So, an extra thank you to Jared. Please don't touch anything in my apartment, Jared. And Nora Ritchie, our production assistant as well. Thanks to our social media whiz kid, I can call you a kid, Allison Bresnik, and to the inimitable Emily Bina over at Katie Couric Media. Also, a very special thanks to our interpreter for this episode, Aiko Masabuchi. We could not have done this without you, Aiko. Also, our friends over at Architectural Digest actually made a video of this whole process as Marie taught me how to part with things that I've had way too long. The video will be out by the time you hear this, and I'll link to it on social media so you can all see it and hopefully learn something. Brian Goldsmith and I are the show's executive producers. Mark Phillips wrote our theme music. And people, please stay in touch. Email us at comments at currickpodcast.com. Leave a voicemail at 929. 224-4637. Tell us the episodes you've enjoyed. Tell us who you'd like to hear from. We're always looking for great guests. Gianna, I thought Danny Meyer would be a really fun guest. Anyway, Gianna is sitting on the floor of my closet right now. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Katie Couric, and I'm Katie.Couric on Snapchat because I'm so like the kids. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.comslash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Owen、oh, Two Door Cinema Club.